Hello and welcome to the main protagonist podcast. My name is Casper. I am the main protagonist, and this here is Petri, my hikikomori uh, neat. Shut in. Shut in. <laughs> I, I'm. You should have said I uh, would have taken some sheets and just sitting here, <laughs> like the character from uh, Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei. Of course. Or uh, welcome to the NHK. Oh yeah, I mean that. That's even the whole entire anime. Actually, is about you're, that one. you're halfway there. You're unshaven. Like, yes, it, it's laziness and a, a giant list of illnesses, <laughs> as it usually is with me. So, <laughs> symptoms of depression hasn't shaved, shaven, shaven in probably months. Yeah, at this, but point. this point, yes. Hmm. Also, that and actually wanting to try and grow a beard. I wanted to ask if you started hallucinating already, but I think I don't want the answer to that. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> I finally visited Petri again. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you doing, Petri? Well... Please give an optimistic answer. <laughs> ah, damn it. Well, fine. I'm the... I just chewed some caffeine gum. <laughs> chewing gum. I'm fine. I can do semantics and argue with you for about two hours now. Okay, great. God, we're going, for two, going to do another two hours again, are we? I mean, that's the usual length. I mean, if you middle it out, the median is about two hours. But besides the point, yeah, I'm I'm doing decently. I'd had a spurt of energy and decided to uh, revise our uh, recording setup, which now is uh, tidy, actually. Yeah, a lot tidier now. Also, uh, if you're watching the video, I just want to uh, point out my genius cheat of replacing the BBM. <laughs> the CRT monitors kept flickering and I have a new iPad uh, related to work, so I uh, placed <laughs> the old tablet against the glass of uh, the BVM as it's a perfect replacement and now it doesn't flicker on the video. Brilliant solutions. Brilliant. Less brilliant is your uh, insistence on giving me even more hardware to accidentally ruin. I mean, that's your problem now, isn't it? Uh, I like you how you're in, in you my. You never learn. I like how you're in my friend group, you're the most responsible in a work sense, as in you have the most <laughs> responsibilities, but yet you're the most clumsy ass motherfucker in private life. Uh, I just yeah, love that. I put all my uh, care and uh, attention in my work, because if I fuck up at work, that's. Uh, a national problem, I'm afraid. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, um, I see the third point in our um, uh, in your beautiful document, and uh, I like the phrasing of it. And I'm uh. pretty sure that I know <laughs> what the background is. You haven't told me anything, but I'm sure I know what this is all about. Yes. Uh, the third point on our uh, item, after asking Petri how if he's still mentally stable... <laughs> I'm not, by the way, but that's... I'll just act. I'll just act that way. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Fuck WordPress. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I thought that would uh, link in perfectly with how you are feeling. <laughs> yes, uh, I've had a very, very busy week because I'm the only uh, veteran uh, person senior. in my senior person <laughs> in my uh, team right now, and uh, my week kicked off on Monday with me realizing that the article that had to go live this week uh, didn't work. <laughs> oh my! I. Uh, Friendly reminder, I run reasons2anime.com, a modestly sized anime website. And this week I had an article that was a top 10 of my favorite um, openings and endings in anime that were sung in English. Uh, independent, didn't matter if it was originally English in the Japanese version of, 
or if the OP got translated. Yes. Um, so I thought I was smart, and I embedded um, the songs that I wanted to use directly through themes.noway, and that worked. Until Monday. <laughs> well, themes.noway teams is notorious for crashing a lot. Oh, this wasn't even themes.noway's oh, okay. problem, uh, because WordPress has an embed block, Yes, but it also has a video block, and the video block is premium. So I tested everything with themes.noway and the embed block, Perfect. Perfect. Worked until Monday, uh, when literally nothing worked. None of them. Hmm. Well, Curious. I think some functionality got shifted around. Did it, WordPress? Yeah, I I, uh, I have some... Well, not bad. Just stupid. I, I have been a white hat hacker for a while. Uh, and just social engineering is a bit of that. Ironic, since I'm autistic as shit. Uh, but uh, um, anti-social engineering. Yes, anti-social engineering in my case, and um, it was very easy to hack WordPress sites back in the day, because you could just go to wp-admin.php uh, and you get the login uh, prompt. But even worse, if you have a really old version, you can just type uh, back over forward slash config.php after that, and you just download the config file from that web server. All this the fucking password too because that's stored in the config so you can just <laughs> ruin everything now they finally fixed that a while ago i should say but yeah wordpress is a mess <laughs> yes but i had to upgrade my license 70 72 euros thank you okay and so i could use the video block which worked sometimes sometimes <laughs> oh my i embedded the webm uh, the themes.maui songs, and they worked sometimes. I'd have to constantly reload the page, and then some videos worked and some didn't. I was like, ah oh, man, I can put like a little announcement at the f at the top saying, hey, sorry, this is a WordPress issue, I can't help this. And I'm like, ah oh, man, but I want this to work. It's I like, just want it to work. This is like, this is my big article for a while. Music articles do really well. Yes, and I usually get collaborated on that stuff. <laughs> the last, the last time, um, I believe it was like. Oh god, what was it again? Uh, insert songs, hmm. and I used like Spotify, and uh, that that worked. That worked. That nice. But now with these WebM files, no. Yeah, the WebMs in general can be a bit fiddly. So I was like, okay, fuck, fine. I'll take the storage hit. I'll download the WebMs and I upload them myself. So there's literally no chance that the backend is fucking with me. Yeah, fair enough. And I download all the webms, and WordPress says, Hey, sorry, we don't support this format. <laughs> yep, that's about right. At that point, you could have just asked me. I would have converted them to a compatible format. Oh, I converted them all right. I can do these things. Yes, but my computer is a lot faster. It would have been done a lot faster. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, but... I'm just messing with you at this no, point. No, it's, it's, it's a worthy consideration. I kind of fucked around a while to make it work, because I was just in the flow of fixing things. Yeah. Yeah, converted everything to MP4, uploaded it, and it worked. Finally. <laughs> but holy shit, man. This cost me money, this cost me so much time. And yeah. so much stress, because this was like two days before the article had to go live. It's like a sea of time in my world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but remember, I'm the only person of my team that is currently working. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, uh, I, I didn't exactly have time to spare. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, I was uh, the 
I was wanting to try and talk about my work, but then I realized I'm under NDA. I may not talk about my work. <laughs> um, but WordPress is usually fine these days. Uh, I use yeah. the hosted version on their end. I don't have my own server. No, it's also better that way because you then get Cloudflare and distribution and all that. It's but easier. I'd like to get somebody that studies statistics to look at my... CEO. Hmm? SEO. SEO. I'd like somebody to look at that because it would drive you mad because there's literally no coherency to it. I'm sure there isn't, but uh, SEO, uh, even if you hire somebody, you're going to spend money on just plugins already because WordPress needs plugins to uh, properly monitor that stuff. Yeah, I have Google Analytics now because that came with premium. But, yeah. Uh, um, like an example, uh, this Tuesday, uh, I suddenly got like a whole lot of traffic from Poland. Then Wednesday, I got a whole lot of traffic from Russia. Oh, good. Uh, well, uh, as I said, probably uh, because you're with WordPress themselves, they use Cloudflare and then your website cycles around in different servers around the world. And Google just looks, hey, there's a website here that caters to a particular uh, audience. We'll just put that in your search tab now because uh, you're in this the site is now hosted in this country. So there you go. Okay, that might be interesting then. That but might be part of it. I'm not saying that's definitely the answer, but that could be part of it. Another example, uh, I published a review of uh, Sword of the Stranger. Ah, yes. I think we watched that together at some point, didn't we? We did. I should rewatch that, though. Yeah. Oh, well, I definitely recommend it. It's fun on a rewatch because you pay more attention to a lot of the foreshadowing. Oh, yes, I'm definitely. It's more because I actually mostly forget, uh, forgot what it's about. I know it's about swordsmanship and uh, about rivalry and the weird uh, between age. <laughs> copious amounts of drugs. And copious amounts of drugs. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, he can ha handle otherworldly torture techniques. Oh wait, drugs. <laughs> no, fair enough. But uh, I published that review and usually I aim to get like at least 20 to 30 reads on the first day. Yes. And this got 10 views in the entire first week. Mm. I was like, wow, that is exceptionally bad, but hey, it's something. 10 people had some fun, that's fine. Then I woke up uh, one morning and that review just suddenly got 60 views, just overnight from America alone. Like, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, sh I'll show you my stats sometimes. It, maybe you can have a laugh at the complete incoherency of it all. Fair enough. I just wanna also want to point out when you do musical uh, things that I get consulted a lot. And I like uh, the, um, just uh, your general reaction. Oh, can I have some insert songs? Literally gives you a waterfall of insert song. Hi. Oh, uh, <laughs> that uh, that really helps because then I'm like, uh, because you have that stuff like in your mental database here. Encyclopedia. Yeah, the encyclopedia that you are. And Exc encyclopedia Petronica. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff you sent is things that I don't recognize, but for example, for this list of English songs, you sent me uh, Why or Why Not, the ending yes. for It's like, oh man, he's right. Those are the kind of things that I kind of overlook because you look at Higurashi and you think, oh yeah, that probably doesn't have anything English. Yeah, a lot of people forget the ending, the ending song uh, of uh, the first uh, Higurashi season, because uh, the, most of the other ones get remembered because Kira is just hyperactive. <laughs> kitty kitty song, I believe. <laughs> And Kai, um, yeah, that's the really beautiful, uh, slow, dramatic one. And, well, this one just kind of gets lost in and it. I really like the animation with it, too, because it's uh, rotoscoped. 
Arnie, at least. Uh, it was um, recorded, actually recorded with a camera and a backdrop, and then they animated that in. Yeah, really it looks really nice, yeah. Yeah, I've, it's been stuck in my head ever since you sent it to me, actually. But uh, I agree. But also, the endings in general really get overlooked. And why or why not? If you listen to it and you... Especially in hindsight, there's a lot of foreshadowing and relevance to the plot in there. Lots of little things and lines that uh, like reference uh, what's going to happen, what may happen. Yeah, you, 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 you do have to be a proper weep to enjoy the song, though. If you, if you uh, give even a little shit about the lyrics because it's proper English. It's oh yeah, it is English as fuck. It's, it's not as bad as Ekaboshi with uh, Naruto, the first ending, because that's just incoherent. That's like, oh man, what was that song again? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, uh, how to live your life, uh, how to consider things and such, but it's really badly done in English. I'm, I mean, I still love his songs. They're very uh, mellow and uh, slow. But the, the way he sings, he has a good voice, but his English is horrible. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Yeah. You said that, and the first thing that came up to me was like, uh, Wanna Rock? I believe that's oh, the first... Oh, Moon and the Rocks, the first opening. That's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I remember that, but I was like, no, I think that was the opening. Yes. I mean, for popular shonen anime, I think Naruto has the worst first opening. Yeah, Bleach is really, really good. Oh, Bleach, yeah, the, that was, I believe, Asterisk. Yeah. That, that's just an amazing song. That really gets you hyped. One Piece I've never seen, so I can't comment well, on that. Well, that's one of the most freaking popular songs ever. I mean, they reused that opening ten times by this point. <laughs> we yeah. are. Uh, Dragon oh, Ball. that does ring familiar. Yeah. I might have heard it, but I haven't like mentally connected it to One Piece. Yeah, I'm not going to sing. I'm going no. to ruin everyone's ear. Um, well, Dragon Ball is pretty famous. Dragon Ball Z is pretty famous. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, I mean, if you call Berserk a proper shonen, then it also is kind of in the running because, holy shit, that opening does not reflect what that anime is about. Uh, put your but glasses <laughs> on. Nothing will be wrong. It's all right. It's all right. Nothing is all right in Berserk, damn it. <laughs> Oh, that is such a mismatched song. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just want to go off a tangent here that um, uh, the new series, which is, by the way, very bad with all the 3D animations, but it has a pretty good freaking opening. It has, I uh, forgot the opening, actually. Inferno by 9mm Parabellum Bullet. It's, uh, the, it's yeah, well, more metal and very raw in what it does. And I was reading the comments of that video, and the first dude was like, Ugh, this is such a shit opening, it doesn't fit Berserk at all. And I was like, have you seen the original, buddy? Yeah, would you say that this is like one of those cases where you was like, I wish I got the original series, but with this music. Oh yes, definitely, goddamn. I, I mean, I still really love the, the old opening, but more in a place of, uh, I'm familiar with it, it's nostalgic, not because it's actually a good fit for the anime. Did you actually read the article uh, already? Uh, which one? The uh, Yura article? Yeah, my article, the one with the English piece. Um, I have scrolled through it. Uh, I haven't, uh, I've read a little bit of it, but... Because the final one was a, con was a controversial one, uh, which was uh, um, the English version, team up, um, of Tokyo Mew Mew uh, <laughs> slash Mew Mew Power. That's exactly the argument that I made. I wish I got this song, this English song, but with the Japanese version of the anime, because holy shit, the Japanese version is 
unmangled. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so uh, to ride the tra Casper train even farther, there's a, a header for Tomocon. Yeah, I would have actually invited you, but they're still doing like COVID restrictions, and I already had to um, pretend to be a gay couple with an adopted <laughs> child. <laughs> that and I would have literally died walking there. I am still feeling the repercussions of my uh, shopping trip to Rotterdam. Oh yeah, your ankle is completely fucked, isn't it? Oh uh, yes, my ankle is fucked, my knees are fucked, my hips are just not not there. They're like a pestle. <laughs> the grinding pot. Atomicon was nice again, uh, this edition. Uh, nice, a uh, little smaller than I would have liked, but very sufficient. They really <laughs> they fixed the food court. <laughs> I was about to ask the most important question. How was the food? Because that's usually my reason to go to Tomocon. Even bigger than the last time, actually. They had more stalls. Um, and this time they fixed it. Because the last time they had like the big party tent and they put the food court in there. Yes. Which meant that you had to get in a long line for the food and then you had to walk past the stall all the way around the con to get back to the tables of the food court. Yeah, I was about to say that was just one line in, one line out and you just walk around in the tent looking for what you wanted. And if you wanted nothing, well, fuck me, I suppose I'll just walk back. But uh, this time they had the food court out in the open, you could see everything, they had little banners at the front to, so you could see what they actually had. And uh, we had a uh, we tried a whole bunch of everything. I got a whole lot of takoyaki, man. Mm. I love me some takoyaki. Takoyaki is amazing. Did yeah. you have some uh, okonomoyaki? The... No, I skipped on that this time. Okay. I did have some... Um... It is quite filling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I did have some uh, tatsutaake. Okay, that's uh, like chicken, right? Yes, yeah, um, like a chicken satay uh, stick. Yes. Uh, yeah, I I usually really like... And gyoza. Like... Ah, gyoza, nice. I usually really like um, uh, dango and such. Uh, with the spicy Japanese uh, mayo. Oh, they didn't have dangos, I believe. Okay, yeah. Like, they had like cheap supermarket dangos that are just like unfried... Uh, Dough balls. Sugar, yeah, just sugary artificial versions. Yeah, it's more like... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, um, you have to... Uh, yeah, the fruity dough. I'm, I'm... I just forgot how it was named. Robin really likes them. <laughs> what, what is it exactly? Yeah, um, the uh, mochi. 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 It's more like mochi in that case. Um, I was about to make a figure of how they... <laughs> yeah, I would have actually figured it out if you yes. did that. How they hammer it into the yeah. ball. Um, yeah, I usually welcome to, like... Uh, welcome to the main protagonist podcast where we play hints. <laughs> Definitely. No, I really like uh, Dango and um, uh, yeah, the, usually the chicken. But then uh, the teriyaki or the um, uh, karage. And yeah, then with the spicy, really nice. uh, the spicy mayo. I really like Japanese spicy mayo. I actually asked the woman that runs the uh, one of the stalls, like, hey, where do you actually get these um, takoyaki? Because I really would like to make some at home. Like, oh, I make these myself and I bring them. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can do that. Can I borrow, <laughs> can I buy them from you? Just in bulk? <laughs> Give you an Etsy, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. But, uh... But, uh, yeah, the, rest the, of, the rest of the con was quite nice as well. Um, very focused on the artist corners. There are two full tens of artist corners this time around. Yes, I was about to say, you can barely see it on the camera. Uh, I've bought that on Tomocon. I really think the Metabots. Um, yeah, the Metabots poster. Yes, I'm pretty sure she is also uh, there a lot. I'm pretty sure she would be there this time too. They have a lot of uh, drawings like that, like these little posters. Those are really cool. Yeah, I mean, this is just... Um, a pretty uh, generic um, normal photo of Metabee. 
but it's just uh, in her style. Yeah, one thing that really surprised me, like the first tent that we walked into, the first artist that had posters like that, uh, they had one on display that was Moncoli Knights. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my. I, did, I didn't end up getting it. It wasn't really my art style, but I was like, wow, somebody that still has Moncoli Knights on their mind. I feel joined. <laughs> That's not us. <laughs> That's not the two of us. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, uh, but yeah, I ended up getting um, not too much. Uh, a keychain? A keychain for you, yeah. <laughs> a little. Do you, do you have it around somewhere? Uh, well, it's in my key box right now. It, it, it's literally a Kingdom Key, Kingdom Hearts Keyblade uh, keychain, which is... I love it because it's on my keychain. So I just usually make very bad jokes now with friends like, I'm going to open any door. <laughs> because my heart allows it. <laughs> oh, man. It gets I very have, cheesy. I have opened doors for you. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I see what you did was, there. That was unintentional, but... Yeah, I ended, I'll up, take it. I ended up getting a Sailor Moon cup. Just a giant mug with yeah. a Luna on it. Uh, but um, I realized in hindsight why it was the case. But uh, there were no manga or anime styles. Yeah. Special edition wasn't there. The special edition wasn't there. And um, whoops, I actually went by to uh, in Utrecht, and they currently have supply problems. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's like, ah, I mean, yeah, like everything and come. everyone. Yeah, of course it didn't come. But yeah, that was a bit of a shame. I did look at some figurines. I was very tempted to buy a, a figure of Kishot, Acerola, Ryan, Heart on the Blade. Gotta put the full name out there. <laughs> no, I like her master better. Dumber name. Suicide Master. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can't make that name up. No, I misheard you. I thought you meant like uh, I thought you meant like her name. Oh no! Later no. in the series, when they just rename her for, uh, for <laughs> it's easier. Easier. I don't. I'm not gonna say kiss uh, shot really under heart every time. Andrew Blade. You got confused. Uh, uh, but yeah, they had a version, uh, a version of a character from uh, Kizumonogatari, like yeah. the. F just the one final version before she gets full power back. Yeah, adolescence. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that is exactly the version of her that I would like. Uh, but it was a 25 euro model. Ah, uh, it's the, cheaply made. The carving on the hair is just one big bulk of hair. And I was like, oh man, that looks really bad. Yeah, I'm just going to interject with my little trip to uh, Rotterdam then. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, well, I found an iPod, which Oop. I've been looking uh, for for a while. It's actually um, an iPod classic, to be clear to the, uh, to the ones listening. Um, I have very much nostalgia towards these things. <laughs> I had one uh, when I was young and I used it like 12 hours a day. The battery died in like less than two years and never got it replaced. Uh, this one is pretty exceptional in the part where it still works. I mean, this is from 2007 and the, uh, the hard drive and the battery are still both fine. I was really amazed by the thing because you showed me. It was like, wow, this is not new, right? Because this oh. is like steel frame, heavy, bulky. Yeah, um, you can say a lot about Apple, but they made some nice, nice things back in the day. Best and dance. Yes, <laughs> I mean they still do. I, I have the iPad in front of me, and I'm loving it. But that's besides the point. Um, yeah, they, these are notorious for the battery that uh, just gives up, and uh, you can replace them. But this is a steel frame to an aluminium back. So if you want to pry it open, you're going to damage it, um, which is a real shame. But this one is not damaged, as far as I can see. And the battery is still holding a charge for more than two, three days at a time, which is impressive. That um, was a great find. 
yeah, um, so I went to Game Galaxy in Rotterdam, found some games, found you a pink PlayStation 2. I was tempted to bring it here, but you literally had it here up until last week, and I didn't want to bring it back already. <laughs> Fair enough. But it felt kind of pointless to make you come to my place. Yes, no, the, it and it's not like a slight hint of pink. No, this is pure pink, as pink can get. I sent a picture of it to my friends because I have no concept of shame, I suppose, with uh, the pink PlayStation and the box for Playboy Dimension. Oh god, no. The perfect <coughs> combination of pink. Yes. The gayest console with the straightest of video games. Mm. I still need to find you a proper pink PSP. Oh, that would be rad. Because it <laughs> is. It is there, but they're kind of expensive. So I'm still looking for the one that's not like 300 euros. Wait, did I get my PSP, the one that I have? Did I get that from you? Or did yes. We Okay. Ah. And I, will, uh, I forgot for a moment if I got it from you or if it just somehow manifested into my possession. Oh no, you got that from me. Um, but I found uh, some PlayStation 2 games. I finally found Silent Hill Shattered Memories. That that game nice. is rare as fuck. Not because if you want on the Wii, it's easy mm -hmm. because it's well, it's a Wii title. But it also got released on the PS2. And I want to remind you, the PS4 was out four years by this point. It was released in 2010, so it's a really limited run on the PS2 version. Would and you say that it has the same status as like um, Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess on the GameCube? Or worse? I, I, I think it's worse actually, because in Five years that I've been looking for it, because I've been actively looking for this game for five years. This is the first copy I ever saw. I have seen some GameCube copies of Twilight Princess. It's not that, it's not super rare. It's just kind of expensive. And this is expensive and super rare, at least in the Netherlands. Uh, even on eBay, they're kind of rare. The only game that's rarer that I still want is Raw Danger and Michigan Report from Hell. Because they have only released in like two uh, regions in Europe. Which is... <laughs> then it gets difficult to find a copy. Yeah, I can imagine. Because if you go on eBay right now, Raw Danger has one European copy in the entirety of eBay. And the person that has that beer auction probably knows exactly what he's got. Well, not even that. It's not even that expensive. It's just... Well, I can't buy things online. It's, uh, it's 110 euros. It's not even that bad, honestly. With the climate that it's currently in. I mean, I paid 80 for Silent Hill Shattered Memories, and that goes for 150 to 500 euros right now. So I, uh, I was kind of happy, and I uh, bought a lot of Midas Entertainment stuff. Oh, nice. I, I have a sick obsession with Midas Entertainment stuff. I, I get it. I love the one game, though, because it you know exactly what time frame it's from. It has cool robots on the front. In the back, it doesn't show any gameplay. Just cinematics, screenshots, nothing gameplay. What kind of game is this? Cool robots on the front. No screenshots of the gameplay on the back, just cinematics and uh, cutscenes. I don't think I'm gonna win this one, actually. Okay, when you buy a game with cool robots on the front, you want an action game. Everyone yeah. wants that in the uh, early 2000s. So if you don't see any of the gameplay on the back, you know for sure it's an SRPG. <laughs> and boy, I was right. <laughs> I just looked at the front and I was like, cool robots. Looked at the back. This is definitely an SRPG. <laughs> it must be. Put it in the PlayStation 2. Get through five minutes of uh, very bad voice acting. Oh, joy. I <laughs> love it. Kazuyoshi-san. <laughs> it was horrible. And they actually get into the gameplay and it was, yeah, yeah, this is an SRPG. <laughs> Expectations? 
Mets. <laughs> exactly. Punch the mic again. Yeah, it's fine. We, um, we need to punch the mic counter. <laughs> the ping. <laughs> Just a ping noise every time. And, uh, oh, did I? Yeah, I think I just bought PS2 games there. Uh, I found uh, Harry Potter collection, which is kind of rare. Yeah, I, I told you just before we started recording that I really would want that one. Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, this was also the first time I really saw that copy laying around. Um, but other than that, I really hadn't found much. Not that I was looking for much. I'm, usually when I go to for shopping, I look for PS2 stuff. Um... Yeah, I really like Rotterdam for that, the Game Galaxy, because their website is utter shit. So nobody buys from their website, so you actually have to go to the store to find anything. Yeah, that makes it at least a little better than the Game Over, which just doesn't have a website out of sheer spite. <laughs> yes, they have, well, they, I believe they have a website. They have or a website, had. but they it's do, useless. they do not update it, and they do not, uh, well, they irregularly updated but they don't list anything of what no. they have and they don't sell anything online either no i've been uh, the uh, game over is in amsterdam by the way i've i haven't been there in a while uh because uh, i've been there in three years straight like at least every three four months and they never update their stock and they're expensive which isn't that that's strange i mean they're in the center of amsterdam so they they should be expensive i'm not uh, i'm not belittling them because of that but the amount of stock updates they get is minuscule but i actually tried to go to the game over um a few um i think two weeks ago uh when i was still at, when i still had vacation yes because i went to utrecht uh, to go to the manga library there uh which i sponsor and i haven't gone since corona and after that, I was like, okay, um, fuck. Well, because I bought a ticket for Amsterdam <laughs> in the morning by accident, because I am... Um, yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> I am me. Uh, and I just was like, well, okay, then uh, might as well pop into uh, Amsterdam, rush to the game over, uh, get yelled at by the uh, Doomsday... Uh, yes, <laughs> Doomsday contests. <laughs> yes, that are just at the station always. Yes. Uh, but rush there, uh, look around, see if they have what I need, um, and then probably eat somewhere. Yeah, fair. And I come there and it's closed. Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> Fine, I'll go eat somewhere. And I fucked off in the direction of where the nearest burger bar is, was, uh, got tired and just popped into the first bar that wasn't completely loaded. <laughs> to be fair, that they're closed, that kind of sounds like Game Galaxy 2, because Game Galaxy is obviously owned by just some random bloke that opens whenever the fuck he wants. Because on the website it says 12. Um, I even mailed them, because their website is shit and I don't trust it for, uh, for anything. So I emailed them, are you open at 12? Ah yes, we're open at noon, no problem. Come there <laughs> at noon. Yeah, lol, fuck no, we're open in half an hour. <laughs> Deal with it, bitch. <laughs> That's really... Um, yeah, that's just the general yeah, consensus of game shops here. Yeah. They just kind of open whenever they want. The game shop in Oz also does that. The first time I was uh, there with uh, Robin, they were in the old building. And then, uh, we just stood there after uh, going to uh, the, a flea market there. And we just stood there like, are, are they going to open? They said they would be open. And they have a PA system on the front of it and he literally calls the PA system yeah I'll be there in like 20 minutes just stay there I see you there just wait for me okay I still need to eat 
ridiculous. Oh, that's... Uh, lovely, but ridiculous. Dedication. Yes. Well, you you know, it's kind of a bother, but I'm willing to put up with it because you're oh. supporting very niche stores that are usually have some really cool stuff. Yeah, usually. It's and I say that, but I specifically went to the game <laughs> over to try and con them. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I, uh, when I was there the last time, I bought a Kirby figurine. Yes. And when I got home, I realized, oh, this is from a set, and they had the other parts of the set. But now I have made the set incomplete. Yes. So maybe I can go back there. <laughs> and like, hey, I see you got these, but oh, it's incomplete. You know what? I'll take it off of you for... <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I con people on uh, on our uh, marketplace here with PS3s. <laughs> if you have a large PS3, you can play uh, PS2 games on them, but the GPU is emulated, so not, uh, not everything is going to play perfectly. Especially Ratchet Gladiator. That looks like a goddamn mess. It plays on 15 FPS and, and there's texture corruption everywhere. I have used that to con someone and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> I could, uh, he just said, uh, yeah, it's perfectly, it's working perfectly, but I thought it was a bit expensive. So I just like uh, said, could I test it? Oh yeah, sure. So I took Ratchet Gladiator with me, put it in there and I'm just like, yeah, obviously it's not working correctly. I can fix this, but it's gonna take me time and money. And he's just like, well, fine, you can have it for half. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not nice. Well, it's not nice of me, but it's nice. That I can it's a nice away deal. It. It's a nice deal. Um, nice deal, but it's... Uh, I, I kind of feel like you had a Fallout pop-up in yeah. the corner of the screen. <laughs> you lost karma. <laughs> you have gained infamy with... <laughs> with um, the local marketplace. Yes. Um, so... Um, on to the next point, anime we have been watching. Yeah, have you been watching much, actually? I have watched Promare again, in English, Oh, what with a you! I was about to say, what a coincidence. <laughs> so have I. I think that's literally the only anime I've been watching. Oh, that's fair, that's fair. Promare um, was interesting to watch for me. I, I keep calling it Promare, because that sounds logical in my mind, because it's Japanese, but it's Promare. Promare. Okay, I've been doing it wrong as well then. <laughs> yeah, because I probably influenced that one. Also, I just realized one of the character's jokes. What uh, do you remember the fur the main dude's name? Galo Fimus. <laughs> All the way around! <laughs> Talo! <laughs> it was Talo. <laughs> but they call him Talo with the short A. Was it? Yes. Okay, but, yeah, go on. but if you say it, uh, if you read it in the English way, it's Talo, the blue tint color, which is his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I said his name in my mind and I just read it and I was like, huh, that's Talo. Wait, no, that's his name. Oh, motherfucker. They just called him after, <laughs> they just named him after the color of his hair. <laughs> Fair enough. Jokes. No, it was um, interesting to watch for me. Um, yeah. I'm also going to review it for reasons to anime. Um, the article that I've been thinking of, um, I kind of would like your second opinion on that. Did you feel that the anime was a bit too referential to the studio's history? That's hard with Trigger, because Trigger just does Trigger. Yeah. Everything is self-referential. Mm -hmm. It's just the style they have. Uh, but it's so, so in your face that you can't mistake it for anything else. Yeah, because I read uh, an interview uh, with the director uh, where he was asked, Hey, why is Galo, Talo, whatever the name. Uh, why is he so similar to Kamina? And he was mentioning, oh no, that's a total coincidence. Uh, ah, it, wasn't, yes. it wasn't intended. Uh, I just started brainstorming and this is how the character turned out. Like, well, that sounds kind of 
like incestual or if you've been so self-referential for so long that if you fuck around just draw a character you just end up with the same one yeah no, with, the, uh, um, slightly differently angled hair and differently angled eyes um, yeah it's not that much um yeah i uh, i mean it's just their style uh many uh, studios have that have this thing about them a1 does it with their characters as in, mostly, the main character is always overpowered in a certain sense. It doesn't matter if it's self-produced or if they are producing from manga or whatever. I mean, Persona 4 Golden is a perfect... Good uh, points. Fair. Point. And usually it's not that... Um, you don't notice it that much, but Trigger is just to the extreme in that case. Yeah. And people love it. To, uh, I mean, obviously, they, uh, they love it because... Uh, they keep watching it uh and yeah my bad it's gallo timers um but the uh, joke was if you reverse it it uh, becomes tile talo talo gaimos talo gaimos <laughs> and put an a in there and it's your best friend <laughs> talo gaimos <laughs> oh man i'm gonna sound like a fucking tumblr tart here but uh <laughs> let's be honest there was a lot of yaoi oh yeah Yo he literally fated. kissed the dude yes <laughs> That's not a vibe, that's just literally Tayaoi. <laughs> they didn't even have to do anything for that. But I uh, I, I really still... Uh, it, it doesn't have anything on Gurun Lagan because that's just over-ridiculous, if you can uh, get the point. Mm -hmm. And this was just kind of mid-tier ridiculousness by trigger standards. Oh, yeah. It's just very much very nice 3D animation, I want to add. The 3D animation uh, that they used was very nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed... Uh, visually, the anime was beautiful. There's yes. so much color. And I really like... Um, like the jaggedness of it all. It's really... Yes. Hot, really angular. Really hot angles. And even the fire is just ang hot angles. Angles and in low FPS. And not like in, in a bad way. It's just... It's a stylistic choice and it yeah. fits. And it's not gradients. The colors are just flat bright i really enjoyed that that's yes. a really cool look if you're colorblind this movie is not enjoyable i <laughs> i'd guess <laughs> because everything would just look like heart angles and like a picasso painting <laughs> oh but it, it was really cool the story also really nice yes um i was i had different expectations for it but this was really cool I'm trying to think if I watched anything older than that. I was kind of amazed that Zenshinken uh, was uh, part of it. They, I believe they did most of the 3D work. Okay. Because they yeah, also uh, they have produced some less stellar 3D work, but here it was. Well, I guess if you give a studio a budget that's higher than the bare minimum, they will produce something nice. And they have probably had a bit longer deadline for this. Oh yeah, um, but this was in development for a quite a while. Yeah. Um, uh, and just to make uh, my point for why I really like Promare, it, it combines my wet dream of Trigger and Savano Hiroyuki music. I mean, goddamn, that music is nice. Yeah, about that, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? The music was so great. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna look it up. I look it up on Spotify. Oh, it's on Spotify. Yes. Not anymore, though. Nope. <laughs> they removed it. They removed it. And I was like, um, okay. And I look around a bit and somebody said, yeah, it's available in Japan. Well... NordVPN, let's a fucking go. Yep. And nope, it's not in Japan anymore either. It's not on YouTube. Yeah, I um, particularly like uh, Ashes the Returns uh, version, uh, Into the Nexus, and Inferno. Yeah, I uh, really totally like agree. Those. 
would love to listen to them again. But and of course, Kakuse. You, uh, but you can listen to Kakuse. That's uh, uh, Leo's uh, team. Hmm. Uh, but that's made by Superfly. That's just an artist. Yeah, I, I, noticed that, that one... I noticed that like three songs were still available on the official playlist. I, I do like, just to make a point for, uh, for his team, um, it's from an album called Ambitious. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just literally the like second, third song on this album is what they used for him. Ambitious is not used. <laughs> when you make it, uh, when you're so proud of a song that you uh, publish it under that name on your album, and you're, <laughs> it's just the third, fourth song that everyone's like, that's the banger. That's the one. <laughs> That's Give the me that. one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've watched anything else. Maybe I have, but it's just fairy <laughs> dust at this Did point. Did Promare for you live up to the hype that you experienced when you first watched it? Oh, damn, yes, it did. It, I, nice. I had my expectations uh, met exactly because I was just like, I want a dumbass movie from Trigger with amazing music. And damn, did it deliver. I mean, I just watched Darling in the Franks before I watched uh, Promare the first time. And uh, <laughs> Darling in the Franks is proper trigger bullshit. That uh, might also have just been a little bit too much exposure to trigger shows back to back. Well, a trigger show backed up by the movie. No, I mean, I'm fine with it. I can handle trigger <laughs> better than most at the, for an extended periods. But um, yeah, no, Darling in the Franks was especially weird because i mean it still has some a1 sprinkled in there a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of a1 a little bit of e1 magic some trigger <laughs> and then you get darling in the franks um yeah the, the cobert is actually kind of tame <laughs> by <laughs> comparison i wanted to add that uh i had so much fun just witnessing the reactions to darling in the franks i haven't seen it yet i still plan to but oh it's my. the f- same Fucking thing, you fucking idiots. The entire time was like, oh, this show is hype, this show is hype. And then the ending comes. This ending is bullshit. This happens every time. It's Trigger. What do you expect? They go to space. They've been doing this like for fucking years. <laughs> for more than a decade at this point. Um, absolutely. Like Gunbuster when it was still Gynax. Yeah, I mean, even in the Gynax day, they did this. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm not going to be a project to oh, that. fucking idiots. Uh, but let's move on to the news. The news. The news, as you so promptly put it. I always put it like that. It makes it cooler. <laughs> it makes you more millennial. Yeah, we need to appeal to the hip young crowd. <laughs> you say, but you put it in as a millennial. <laughs> We're not the hip young crowd anymore, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we call the next generation. I just call them little sister. Gen Z. Oh, is that, is that... Okay. I believe uh, that would be Gen Z. I am not part of society. <laughs> and you think I am? <laughs> Look at me! Huh. Ikikomoris. Uh, I wouldn't want to go that far. <laughs> I do my own shopping, thank you. Uh, and I still go outside, but <laughs> I'm not going to defend myself. What am I all about? Uh, um, shall I take this? Because the next one is absolutely 100% you. Fair. <laughs> all right. Hey, guess what What isn't an independent company anymore? It's Crunchyroll, now owned by Sony, just like Funimation. Uh, they have been uh, annexed. <laughs> annexed? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> That's a word to use. To the sum of... Uh, is that 1.170? No, that's, <laughs> a lot of, that's a 1. lot of billions. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually 1.175 billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> US, by the way. Uh, they have been... Uh, 
bought out for a hefty sum, uh, which is something that's been rumored to be happening uh, for quite a while now. Uh, people have been kind of dreading it. Um, because w would be nice if Sony would actually invest in some proper fucking servers, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, my ex experience with Crunchyroll has been a while back, and I paid for it, and I was like, let's use the premium servers so that I can watch 1080p. Bang and buffering. Give it a few seconds. Okay, and it's buffering again. Go back to 720p, which normal users at that time just could watch. Hey, I can watch. Why would I pay for a service that I can't use? And it's not my internet, by the way. I have 600 Mbits down. I should be fine. But yeah, the, the, my little rant at that point. No. Uh, AT&T uh, bought them out. No, I believe they... Uh, oh, they were bought out from AT&T. <laughs> my uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, but people have been dreading this kind of for a while because, well, it's Sony uh, gobbling up yet another major entertainment uh, firm in what isn't exactly a competitive market already. No, but to be fair, uh, anime is a uh, piracy, is a, as they pro often put it, a service problem because, well, you have 20 po uh, different uh, points to go to for watching different anime, and they just them out of existence on, at random mostly. That's why you have uh, what was it, Verve, I believe, that combined uh, a lot of these services into one package. I am not familiar with that actually. Yeah, I believe Verve uh, combined Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive and, and uh, some others so that you can watch from one point. Uh, that way it would be easier. But yeah, uh, I don't think a lot of competitiveness is the issue here because uh, they're just competing for the rights to anime, not to the creation of it. So yeah. it's. Um, <laughs> I believe I, I believe Sony does fund a lot of anime. Yes, because especially through Aniplex. Yes, I. I think they have a part a part stake in Kadokawa as well. Possibly. I think they invested in that. I could be wrong. I think Sony has their finger in a lot of pies. Uh, yes. When it comes to entertainment. <laughs> and they like to go around. Oh, they stir it up real good. Yes. But um, yeah, it doesn't really affect us because I buy most of my anime physical. Um, uh, Yarhar Fiddly D. Yarhar Fiddly D. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't care for Crunchyroll, but I do share people's concerns. That's. Well, yeah. now they own so many parts of anime. They own. Madman, they own Funimation, they own Uniplex. Yeah, uh, as now I, they own Crunchyroll. Yeah, as I said, for me personally, the issue is there's no singular easy way to watch a lot of anime at this point. And for me, that's just, yeah, well, why would I pay for a service which I don't want to use? Or which I 90% I don't want to use? I mean, you could say the same argument is for TV packages with your ISP or your TV provider. But, um,. Yeah, anime you watch for a specific thing, not for a specific uh, station. Let's just say. Yeah. So I I find it uh, a bit hard to uh, justify a lot of these anime streaming services. Yes, but you and do definitely because they also have often technical issues yeah. and geo restrictions. That's what that was. That's what <laughs> I was about to say. You don't uh, really do anime for the station you don't do people really care about Crunchyroll as a company no as, at least not for me they care <laughs> about Crunchyroll's library yes. um, which is important but it would certainly help if the 
portal that you have to access that anime through works. Yes, because as I said, I have had a lot of technical issues with them and they geo-restrict a lot. So you can... I still, I still think the saddest <laughs> fucking shit ever was uh, Crunchyroll's manga. Oh god, yeah, they, they did that, do that, whatever. Yeah, they, they offered manga um, also as the premium service, I believe. Um, and their entire library uh, fit on one page. You could filter by the letter. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that literally no point to it because everything fit on one page. And I was were... about to say they didn't even have an entire alphabet worth of manga. <laughs> exactly, it was horrendous. Yeah, no, so, that's kind of sad. I'm curious to see what Sony will do with uh, Crunchyroll. Maybe there's big improvements coming. That would have been nice, but um... yeah, it's a, it's a bit uh, yeah fractured. But yeah, it's shaky. It's, it's shaky, and I don't think it'll combine into a solid service for a while, because the Japanese themselves are fucking over licensees, too, because um, they bought out the license, but random Japanese studios are now posting entire episodes to YouTube for no particular reason, just to fill out their own catalog and say, hey, we're nice guys, and then <laughs> Funimation or whatever is on the other side, like, the fuck, dude, we bought a license, and you're just putting it out on YouTube. Yeah, no, that's not very nice. It's, I'm sometimes surprised when I stumble upon entire anime on YouTube and it's legit. Yes, you just Question look at the mark? user and it's like the actual studio and you're like, huh, well, that's not a very good money model. Well, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, let's move on to one for me. Oh, man, this is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw the title, I read a little bit of it, and I saw one word and I was like, Damn, I need to read this live because my reaction is going to be vile. I just read a bit of it to make, like, <laughs> to get a bit of sense into it and yeah. kind of figure out, because I don't know much about Digimon, and the more I read, the more I'm like... What? Um. <laughs> okay, so let's go in. Uh, Digimon Timers uh, Tamers writer Chiaki J. Konaka responds to overseas backlash over 20th anniversary stage play. Well... First off, I didn't even know there was a stage play, but I've been informed now. Consider um, yourself informed. And this stage uh, play was um, to be um, uh, a sequel to the original series. So uh, it's uh, a few years later. Help me for a moment. Digimon Tamers. Uh, it's the is third it? season. It's the third season. Okay, that's still canonical with like the no, original. Th that's <laughs> this is the weird one. Uh, Digimon Tamers has Digimon 1 and 2 in it, but it's a show within their universe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> No, because I also remember that with Digimon Try, they did something yes. like a retcon of the prior seasons. They retconned season two. Yeah, specifically. Okay. So this uh, is the it, third season. It is a sequel, but the first two seasons are fictional in its universe. Okay, go. Yes. On. And uh, after a few years, they come back to confront a new evil, <laughs> a new villain, which is political correctness. <laughs> and that's why I stopped reading. I just. <laughs> I gave up, man. So let me read the entire article for you. Uh, Digimon Timer... Tam I, I, I keep saying timers. Tamers! Premier fucks you up. <laughs> yes. Screenwriter Chiaki J. Kunaka responds to overseas backlash over the anime's 20th anniversary live script reading play in a blog post on Monday. The original story, which has served as a sequel to Digimon Tamers set in the modern day, featured a number of political charged words and themes, including political correctness and cancel culture. Oh, ooh, ooh, oh, oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm getting scared here. 
In the play, the Tamers reunited to fight against a new villain, which takes the form of political correctness. <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face, man. Uh, which takes the f uh, form of political correctness that threatens the real digital worlds. Real and digital worlds. Chief Officer Yamaki dramatically describes it as the greatest problem facing the internet and media. <laughs> political correctness is indeed a big issue. <laughs> because it forces people to uh, conform to a single value system and censors real news to replace them with fake news. Although the tamers are initially nonplussed by Yamaki's breathless call to action, uh, they are shaken uh, when political correctness takes on a physical form and launches into attack. <laughs> uh, the villain's special attack is called Cancel Culture, so it's an attack. Oh, I'm cancelling you, motherfucker. Cancel culture, beam. <laughs> beam. Cancel culture goes brrrr. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> Kunaka opened the post by stating that uh, the content of the play was entirely his responsibility. Oh, dear. <laughs> He's getting cancelled. He's cancelled by his own culture. Ooh. Uh, and not all the, <laughs> not at all that of Toei Animation Inc. or the Digifest Organizing Committee. Uh, some of the words I used were controversial, he wrote. Uh, however, I did not intend to condemn any particular person or group in this drama. He also denied expressing any particular political beliefs. Nevertheless, Konaka, th this is the most Japanese apology ever. No, this is like... I'm gonna interrupt you for a moment, but this is just like top-tier cowardice. Yes. Just immediate, just put that out there, throw that out there, uh, do this whole thing that is very obviously politically charged, and then go, oh, no, no, I didn't mean anything with it. No, <laughs> no, 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 I am... I mean, I kind of get his point. He's not condemning any particular group, but everyone is going to take it like that. <laughs> Which, because everyone likes to be offended by the by this point. Um, so, yeah. Nevertheless, Kunaka admitted to, that his feelings regarding the mass media's exclusion of alternative journalists during... Oh, dear. Alternative journalists. I like that term. <laughs> it's like, kind of like alternative medicine. Fucking useless. I, too, like the alternative truth. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're split off. <laughs> this is not the main branch anymore. During the COVID-19 pandemic, where reflected in Yamaki's strong words... Um... When the pandemic started, I stopped uh, uh, opening Twitter about a year. Uh, I also stopped watching CNN US, which I had subscribed to on cable to see what was really going on. And I've been reading what independent alternative journalists are gathering from open sources. Sorry, I, I can't take that seriously, personally. Uh, referring to uh, links as uh, as I go. He wrote, Konaka wrote that, in his opinion, COVID-19 is real, but incorrectly claimed that SARS-CoV-2 has not been isolated and segregated. Uh, might I, might I briefly uh, interrupt? Yes. Um, just recently, I found out that there was just this huge controversy that uh, right-wing people were mad that a Muppet uh, wore a dress in a TV show because that was uh, the left-wing indoctrinating children through uh, media. And here we have this uh, wonderful person who is expressing his hatred for uh, oppressed alternative uh, for the oppression of alternative journalism uh, through Digimon? Yeah, <laughs> kind of weird, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, everyone is entitled to what they want to think, but this is—I uh, kind of get it because Japan is a more closed-off country news-wise. They are—it's more—I wouldn't say regulated, but it's. Uh, 
just like the country itself a bit more uniform, I believe, I think. Uh, so him actually wanting to look farther than uh, his own country's news cycle is not that out of there. Mm -hmm. But uh, CNN, US and all that is not the best place to look. Um, well, as long as not Fox. <laughs> Fox is the worst, I believe. Uh, I believe CNN is one of the news news stations that gets usually accused of being left-wing fake news, right? Yeah, 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 but Fox is the other way around. That's yeah. very right, right-wing. Uh, that claim is false, according to Reuters Fox, uh, fact checker. Reuters fact checker. The false claim spread via social media last year as a method to, to question the validity of COVID vaccines. Kunaka's post also stated that he would delete any comments that criticized him as a bad person. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> Oh, that's just a child's move. Oh, so somebody's criticizing me? No. <laughs> wait, wait. Double. Let me double back for a moment. I just accused this man of being a coward for immediately retracting that his uh, words, that his intentions with this project have any meaning. But he is going to be deleting any post debating yes. that he may have meant something. Uh, no, that anybody would call him a bad person. Casper, hmm. <laughs> mm. I don't like you. And I'm gone, apparently. <laughs> Just gonna delete your life. <laughs> oh my, you're doing me a pleasure by that point. Uh, in an earlier blog post uh, from May, Kunaka decried the deplatforming of the YouTuber James Corbett. I can't say I'm familiar with him. No, I've heard some right-wing names before, but this one is new to me. Yes, he wrote that while he did not agree with everything Corbett said, he described him as someone who analyzed the situation rationally and simply continued to sound the alarm around the dangers, not just the illness, but of the societal situation happening in the world. Uh, Corbett's views uh, have included blaming Microsoft co-founder... Uh, okay, we're going down this rabbit hole. Uh, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates for manipulating uh, the virus and pandemic that the death of Osama Bin Laden in 2011 uh, and Apollo moon landing was a hoax, along other unsupported conspiracies. Yeah, I'm kind of going to cut off there because I, did, I do not want to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, in short, uh, from, uh, from my point of view, he's a bit uh, lost. Yeah. To put it nicely. He is lost, but I find it very uh, unfortunate that he's using his platform as the writer for a very popular series. Yeah. To just I'm, kind of express... Uh, I mean, I can't say how accurate these claims are because I haven't listened or uh, done anything of this stage play. So uh, I don't know how uh, politically charged it actually was. But by... <laughs> how he is portraying himself outside of his professional work he he seems uh a man of weak character <laughs> to me um yeah that is putting it modestly yes yes as i said i'm trying to use the nicest words i can find here yes it's kind of plays into the fetish for a lot of right-wing uh media these days uh, right-wing figures that uh are very fetish have a fetish for being oppressed yeah pretending they're being oppressed and in any way and having cancel culture as a literal attack uh fired by a villain who embodies political <laughs> correctness that is uh yeah that's kind of <laughs> yeah it's also just general uh the feeling of being oppressed and using freedom as an excuse for everything <laughs> uh being free mm. is not an individual right it's uh the right of a people 
I think. So ha having to make concessions to ensure the freedom of everyone is more important than being a little bitch and not getting stabbed by a little prick because you uh, don't want it. Yeah, what's the... How does it go again? Uh, you have free speech, but free speech Doesn't is not freedom from consequences or... Uh, exactly. There are still consequences judged. to the things you say. It's just that you can say them. You can say them and people can listen to it and judge that based on the fact that you're completely unhinged. They yes. don't want to associate with you. Precisely. And you can still get punished for saying stupid shit. <laughs> I mean, if I uh, call you a certain F-word right now because of your sexual orientation, mm -hmm. that would be kind of... Crass. Crass. <laughs> and presumptions, perhaps. And, well, it's just not nice. And uh, the backlash would be that you wouldn't like me for that. <laughs> I would not appreciate that. No. <laughs> no, precisely. And you saying the same to me would kind of implicate me in a certain way. So, it's not nice. <laughs> You shouldn't do it. There are consequences to these things. Yeah, but uh, also I yeah. just think this is like a very skewed way to make use of a very yeah. strong potential because using Digimon to explore uh, modern day problems of the internet, like let's say uh, radicalization, I mean, that could be interesting. Many of these things are portrayed in Digimon. I don't know how strong they are in newer seasons as the internet has evolved, devolved, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, Did you fold? Oh my! Shinkai! Uh, no, um, yeah, they usually are pretty politically charged for children and anime. Um, yeah, but the Digimon was interesting because it was the more ballsy show back in the day. Yeah, definitely. I may not have picked up on some of the relevant subtext of the time, but... Oh. Uh, no, definitely not. No, but while looking back, uh, um, especially if you watch second and third season, those are pretty charged. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of potential in using Digimon to explore concepts like fake news and uh, radicalization. Yeah, uh, I think uh, especially fake news is a bit of a hard thing to do because if you're uh, going to teach kids about fake news uh, or even adults through mass media, you're just going to get accused of being a left-wing liberal pig, whatever you want to be called. I don't know, I'm not into this work. Uh, but uh, yeah, the issue is, you, I don't think you can use mass media to learn people this. Because, well, you're just going to get accused of it either way, because it's uh, a bit facetious. I am amused by he, the way he describes this person, this James Corbett. Yeah. Because I, I, uh, I've I, been around on YouTube a bit, exploring uh, both swears. Swears? Spheres. Spheres. <laughs> And I, usually when people describe uh, right-wing talking, uh, talking ads as uh, rational, um, you get people like the amazing atheists that are just screaming into a mic. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Not, not very rational, usually. Or uh, what's this guy called again? Thunderfoot. We has like 100 videos about Anita Sarkeesian. Oh, dear. Well, let's just move on before we're uh, like four hours in. Four hours, oh god. <laughs> Cthulhu team Japanese tabletop RPG Mountains of Madness holds crowdfunding for anime film. Yeah, uh, they're going to be producing, at least trying to kickstart, a 10-minute special uh, based on the board game version of uh, Mountains of Madness. Uh, I have the Mountains of Madness manga here, actually, which is a uh, very interesting uh, adaptation of uh, Howard Phillips Lovecraft's uh, original book. 
Yes. Uh, which is actually one of my favorite books by him um, and has been notoriously difficult to adapt. I believe there was a movie project that just languished forever and never quite got the funding. Uh, I'm just manhandling this now, by the way. I'm looking through it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. By all means. But yeah, there's a board game version of it, um, which is um, a very exploration-driven board game, uh, which is appropriate because the original story is about an Arctic expedition that ends up um, overreaching and discovering things that they probably shouldn't have. Um, so that's a really interesting concept, and yeah, they're going to be trying to kickstart a 10-minute um, anime version for it. I would kind of want it to be longer, because there's so much story and so much... Yeah, and, and as you said, notoriously hard to adapt, and you're only getting 10 minutes. Yeah, I would have. I would really like it if they had stretch goals to make it longer because that seems so fucking cool. I would, yeah. I would be down. I've actually done an article about Lovecraft adaptations in anime and manga. Yeah, you're there isn't you're, a lot. you're by default kind of Lovecraft guy, I believe. I have his book collection. I've read a fair few of it. Uh, I'm not 100% complete on all of his work, but I have done quite a lot with it. Yes, and I've also written for. Um, rely on horror, uh, where I did a lot of it, uh, Lovecraftian horror games. Fair enough. Um, but the most prominent thing that we got is uh, Nyoraku uh, Crawling with Love, which is the... Yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> a rom-com anime about um, where all the Lovecraft deities are human-shaped. Uh, yeah, the only thing I got is uh, Smite with Cthulhu. and. Uh, oh yeah, they totally added that, right? Yeah, I don't think they added any other Lovecraftian gods yet, but I could be wrong. The next one is a shared one for us. Oh uh, my. I give the word to you. Uh, let's see. The Tatami Galaxy sequel novel, Tatami Time Machine Blues Get Anime. I just read the title uh, before this and I was already like, ah oh my fucking god. <laughs> it's not that I dislike Tatami Galaxy, but it's a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in. I really like Tatami Galaxy. Um, I don't know for sure if I've listed it as one of my favorites, but I really um, enjoy it. And Well, I'm usually drawn to artsy anime like that. I liked it. I really liked the opening, because of course I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it. I uh, enjoyed it, but I've uh, you should binge watch it. No, I've, I've binge watched it with the OVAs, and the OVAs are so fucking out there. Oh yeah, I popped into the OVAs quite a ways after I finished the show. And I think you could you enjoyed the uh, the OVAs a lot more because of it, because I really did not want to watch any more Tatami Galaxy after I was done with it. Yeah. Uh, um, for those who don't know Tatami Galaxy, it is a uh, time travel, uh, time loopy story about a young man who experiences all kinds of different versions of how his college days could have gone. Uh, because he wants to make friends, he wants to score a date, he wants to be popular. Um, but every time uh, you get a different loop uh, where he tries a different approach to get to the, these goals. Uh, but they end up uh, going off the rails, uh, things go wrong and um, you get kind of the impression that he may be sabotaged by his questionable friend, frenemy, yeah. uh, rival. Maybe a god overlord. <laughs> Yeah, maybe divine creature called Ozu, uh, who sometimes seems to help him, sometimes seems to obstruct him, sometimes seems to have different goals entirely. Yeah, yeah, but, it's, uh, it's it's um, 
it's a very slow moving, very wordy. Oh yeah, anime. this this, uh, this kind of fucked you up, didn't it? Oh yeah, and, um, uh, also has a lot of visual cues that you can pay attention to. Uh, you see Ozu in a lot of different places, obviously where he's not supposed to be. Um, just little things uh, like that. But um, I, I still think it's enjoyable. I would want to rewatch it at some point. Yeah, me too. Because um, there's a lot of things you can pick up early on in the show if you yeah. know what may be happening. It because seems really good for rewatches. The part where you get where it's a loop is probably by the point, by episode four or five, I only just realized it's a loop because before that it could just be sequential mm -hmm. just another year another day in the life of yeah but there's kind of a twist to that indeed yeah it gets twisted but yeah so it gets uh the sequel gets uh an anime yeah which is called uh that me time machine blues, blues? yeah yes it, it, the blues part is a bit weirdly tacked on <laughs> Yeah, that uh, kind of <laughs> fucks me up too. Yeah, it's a Tatami Galaxy Time Machine Blue. Yes, but it <laughs> is going to be featuring uh, the same, or at least large parts of the original cast. And yes. it's going to be a sequel, uh, which kind of surprised me because um, kind of the nature of the time loop stories is that they usually end up becoming very well-rounded by the end. So getting yep. a sequel to it is kind of weird. Yeah, to be fair, the OVA was out of fucking nowhere too. As in the story it's, that it conveyed was out there. I actually thought this would be another thing like Walk on Midnight Girl, which is kind of very, very steeped in the same kind of eccentricism. Yeah. Uh, but is a completely separate story with completely new characters. Um, do Only we have any other info about uh, uh, release date or studio? Uh, that fucking everybody on Anilist is going to be watching it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, a lot of... Um uh, other info about I completely right mangled the title, by the way. It's The Night is Young, Walk on Girl. Ah. <laughs> I completely messed that up. Fair enough. But I think this is going to be largely the same team, right? Because you can't really do it justice otherwise. No, fair. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a short one. Because there's not a lot of info on that yet. Just that it's getting one, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the next one is mine, isn't it? Yeah, visual novel giants colliding yeah. Kalanath Higurashi crossover. <laughs> Bastard, you, you took this from me. Yes. After this, I'm going to You're, you're acting things, like you've played both the Clonet and Higurashi uh, visual novels. I have played the Higurashi visual novels, actually. And I have played them both. <laughs> well, in battery fashion, because I haven't read this myself yet. Uh, two of the biggest visual novel franchises of the mid-2000s are teaming up in mobile game form this Friday. The Higurashi no Nakakodani May smartphone game in the Higurashi Monday Cry franchise will hold a crossover with visual arts and case keys Clanad visual novel from August 13 to 27. The game's Twitter account posted a video teaser. So uh, I suppose that's just a gotcha game then. Um, Maybe? I'm not sure. Do they have like phone-based uh, visual novels? I mean, how could you update that? How could you cross over? How could you... That, that sounds weird. Let me just look it up. Ikurashi no Nakakodani May launched in Japan on September 13, 2020. The game features a complete new story in Ryukushi 07 is credited with cooperation on the original work. The Higurashi when they cry Go, Gu, Gawi. I don't remember how to pronounce it. You corrected me once Go. already. Go. Uh, yeah. Higurashi is currently still airing um, its new second season of its remake, which is Higurashi when they cry Sotsu. Sotsu. 
But otherwise it doesn't have much information on what kind of game this actually is, I have to admit. No, I'm looking and uh, it's take place in 1993, it's... Uh... But how does it feel emotionally to have Klanat and Higurashi cross over? It clashes. Because like, you, you are modestly invested in Klanat. Yes, uh, yeah, it's a gacha game, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm under the gameplay tab now, Higurashi Mei is a gacha game where players spend in-game currency to roll for character units, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm pretty sure most people are aware of what a gacha game is by this point. Um... Yeah, Claude and Higurashi don't gel well, I think. I mean, it's a gotcha game, so it really doesn't matter. There's not a lot of very investing story there. Uh, but the story that is there is kind of... Uh, well, it's going to be weird. Because, uh, well, I guess they're going to kill Clanat characters? Question mark? Um, I haven't seen much of Clanat, but that seems kind of brutal. <laughs> we may get some more Fuko. <laughs> <laughs> I... the, 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 the Woodsteen star. The Woodstar uh, girl that makes stars. Yes, I remember her, actually. Because that's as much as I got in, actually. Yeah, I, was watching, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time, and she was so fucking bored of it. <laughs> I believe that we stopped watching it and moved on to Berserk. Which yeah. is uh, quite a move. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a move. Uh, I really like Clanet. Uh, it's just such a long visual novel if you go through it the first time. Um, Higurashi is a bit more friendly in that regard. Uh, Higurashi is kind of messy, I have to admit, because... Yeah. Um, it's I, it's I, more amateuristic, I would say. Um, originally it was. It's very much born from the doujin scene of the old days. Uh, the original visual novel, I have affectionately referred to uh, the characters as uh, angry crabs. Yes. Because the, the art was... Uh, yes. Incredible. The art was incredible. It used a lot of photo, uh, just kind of... Uh, filtered photographs as backgrounds, which sometimes clashed with the setting. Yeah. Like, uh, I very clearly remember that they uh, had, like, uh, posters of One Piece in the background, but the setting is supposed to be the early 1980s. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah, that's... Um, but... Uh, I mean, it's uh, fun that they did it, but I don't think it, it, it be any... Uh, there won't be any implications. There won't be any... Uh, thing left after the uh, for the story. It's just a collaboration. Yeah, most gotcha games do it. It's I mean, it's cute. It's fun if you both if you like both a series. AFK AFK Arena did this too. Uh, I played it for a little while with Overlord. You could get uh, Eins Ghoul and uh, yeah. whatever she is called. It's just gotcha stuff. So um, yeah. extra sales, yay! Extra sales, I suppose. Is Klanat still relevant these days? Are they doing anything with it? Because he grushy did the remake of its visual novels by Manga Gamer. Yeah, no, I don't think Claude is And Higurashi, of course. Higurashi of course, has the new seasons. Visual arts slash key just kind of fucking <laughs> dive-bombed into... Obscurity? <laughs> well, just dumbass storytelling. Claude was kind of whimsical in that regard. As in, there is another world, and there's a sad story to be told, and then you get to Charlotte, which just... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm sure that was pretty decent, actually. Oh my, that's... I have it on my to-watch list. Oh, oh, you haven't watched it yet? No. Oh my, you're going to hate that shit by the end. It... Oh my. No, I'm not gonna get into I it. I have to admit that so far I've been very meh on most key. Uh, key. Uh, I like... Um, most of key, yes. Uh, Little Busters. I have uh, a lot for that because uh, well, the game was slightly more... 
interactive. And the uh, opening, I really loved. I played that a lot on Stepmania. Um, so, more than that, I can't say uh, that Keys really leaves a lasting impression. I've dropped Klanat because I was watching that with my girlfriend, as I just mentioned. Um, I dropped Angel Beat because I got bored of it. Um, I've watched. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Don't skip on facts here. You dropped Angel Beach because you got mad at it. Well, not even mad. I just didn't like where the plot was headed. It was like, well, fuck it then. <laughs> fuck it then. And by the, uh, by the point where you know where the plot is going, it's like episode nine. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I can't be fucked with this. Can't be fucked with the last few episodes. Um, Air, I've watched in full, but that had a really boring part where they get into the magical part of the story and like oh man do we really have to do this fine <laughs> I, i'll finish it i'll watch uh, i've watched canon i kind of enjoyed that one have i watched canon i don't know <laughs> i did <laughs> i if i did i have zero recollection of it yeah it fucks it fucks me because i always mix up canon and air Ganacon and uh, Ganan. i always mix canon and air because the soundtrack is almost identical um canon fair um i've I'm sure I've watched it. I watched it Aniton with uh, with the boys. The boys. Uh, but I can't say I remember much of it. It's about a tiny girl <laughs> being tiny. So it was Brian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brian in uh, cross dress. Also, uh, yeah, just moving on here. I'm never going to let you lift this one down. I inserted this just to spite you. Well, if you <laughs> sit here and spite me for a while, I'm going off camera and I'm going to fetch you some more drinks. Yeah, do that. We're um, Idris Elba teases playing Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 film. Oh, my fucking ears. <laughs> because this asshat made me watch Sonic the Hedgehog because I'm pretty fucking sure he wouldn't. <laughs> and uh, now I have this uh, scar in my mental... Uh, my brain for this shit stain of a movie. Um, yeah, Idris Elba as Knuckles is a weird one to me. Because uh, in recent portrayals, uh, Knuckles has been portrayed as this kind of, well, uh, intelligent ad. doofus, let's oh, call him. Really? I thought it was more of a muscle hat. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is a, a muscle hat, definitely. Uh, but uh, the Sonic Boom series, which is, I think, the most recent portrayal of uh, him in media, except for some games, uh, he's either um, an opinionated muscle hat or a doofus genius. And I personally like his Sonic Boom portrayal uh, because he, he, he out of nowhere comes with societal norms and such and he becomes mayor of a town for some reason. Uh, but Idris Elba <laughs> seems to be a, a, a kind of weird one because um, it, uh, the, just on the point of Idris Elba, I went yesterday to a movie with, uh, with Idris Elba in it, Suicide Squad. Dumbest movie you'll ever see. <laughs> Not All getting right. in depth of that. That's an older movie by now, isn't no, it? No, no, no. The Suicide Squad. The first one was Suicide Squad. The second one is called The Suicide Squad. Okay, okay. Get fucked. <laughs> I am officially fucked. Um, no, uh, but he has a... Well, even if it wasn't obvious, he is a, a black dude from England. And he has a very obvious um, British <laughs> London accent. And I'm just trying to portray in my head how the fuck Knuckles would sound <laughs> as a black man with a London accent. <laughs> I am so profoundly fucking stupid. Oh. Because you mentioned that. I was like, wait, 
Isn't it gonna be weird when they have like a black guy in a suit and then like, wait, no, they got a CGI in. <laughs> 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 are you, you I, I, for some reason I forgot that it was all CGI. <laughs> oh, I'm not just imagining the very bad Sonic bodysuit, but just Idris Elba in a Knuckles version of it. Oh no, I need to, someone to Photoshop this for me. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This has completely messed up my mind for a moment. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm pretty sure that I'm with his inclusion as Knuckles. I might even watch the sequel just for uh, just for giggles. And I know the exact person I'm going to watch that with. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> I feel safe. Good. Um, so yeah, that's just I, I'm just giggling in my mind, imagining Idris Elba doing Knuckles. It's it's funny to me. It could be. I don't know anything, but maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I will be. But uh, in every movie I've watched him, even if he plays an American, he really... He can't fully hide where he is from with his accent. And I'm just imagining Knuckles now <laughs> one pinky in the air, which is going to be very hard with his... Because he uses mittens with a teacup. Well, my good sir, <laughs> Sonic, I will punch you until you drop. Damn, good looking dude. Ah, yes. Also uh, pretty old by this point. I think he's like 52, 53. Yeah. Um, very gracefully. Yeah, and he's getting popular in movies now, which I do not... Uh, I, I like because I really enjoy his uh, the, his acting. He is one of the just the top dudes, usually. Uh, like a, a, a slightly younger Jason Statham, I suppose. Something along those lines. I'm so sad to say that I just kind of take your opinion. And, uh, Stallone. Maybe Stallone. You. Maybe you know Stallone. <laughs> oh my god, you don't know Stallone. Rocky? Rambo? Stallone? I have seen Rambo at some point. Yeah, that's Stallone. <laughs> I don't think I would recognize him without the outfit, though. Oh my. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, you're making a bad... He has a crooked-ass jaw. If you don't recognize... Uh, whatever. I'm not going getting into this. It doesn't matter. You don't know your actors. That's fine. Um, I'm going on to the next uh, little news bit. Uh, Kentaro uh, Miura's Berserk manga gets a new chapter. Um, so, yeah, there's... Uh, the, even after his uh, passing, he will get an, uh, a quote-unquote memorial issue of uh, Berserk released. Um... As the story or as the article goes, uh, this year's combined 16th and 17th issue of uh, Hakusen Sha's Young Animal magazine announced on Thursday that the magazine's 18th issue will publish a new chapter of Kentaro Miura's Berserk manga on September 10th. Uh, chapter 364 will feature a full color opening page. The issue labels the chapter as the latest chapter of the manga well i suppose so it would be I, weird if it weren't the latest but it would be strange to say the least the magazine will be a memorial issue to miura and will also have a special message to kentaro miura uh, booklet and a poster of famous scenes from the manga um yeah i remember okay i'm, I'm just going to be this asshole right now uh, messages to kentaro miura's bit Bit of a weird one to do after he passed, just like uh, uh, what was he called? The Second World War Enigma Cracker uh, computer dude. Oh, why can't I think of his name? 
Turing? Turing, thank yeah. you. And uh, he got excused for being gay like a few years back after the fucking government killed him for being gay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that works. Goddamn bitch. Thank you for your services. Sorry that we murdered you. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Fucking A. He's really thankful. I think he's rolling in his grave by now. Uh, this kind of sends off the same vibes to me. <laughs> Uh, not uh. not to, this, to the same extreme, mind you, but it's I, I think it's kind of dumb. Um, Yura passed away on May 6th due to uh, acute aortic dissection. Um, for those who don't know what that is, uh, in very crass terms, that would mean your heart explodes. Um, or, in simpler terms, you rip the main artery that goes to your heart. Uh, so you kind of bleed out really fucking fast. Uh, he was 54 since the announced of Mira's passing. Creator in Japan and throughout the world have offered their condolences. Da, 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 da. Yeah, the rest is a bit of a... Uh, yeah, retrospective. Retrospective. Yeah, I remember when it happened. Uh, I was kind of glad that we didn't have a show scheduled because it would have been very heavy to get into at the time. Yeah. Um... Uh, in terms of Berserk, I have some of the manga, I have seen um, the original show, I I was really hoping uh, to finish, to get into the manga someday, uh, because I've seen, I sometimes I just googled um, art of it, and it's fucking gorgeous of course. Oh yes. So yeah, it's really, really a shame, um, but nice that they're doing this little memorial uh, yeah. to him. Yeah, I've uh, watched the anime, I've watched some of the movies, and uh, the first season of the new show. <laughs> um, yeah, they did them dirty with the, the new season. I think this kind of kills any notion that they may... Finish um, it. <laughs> that they may have somebody else finish it. And I'm kind of happy if that's the case, because... Just leave it, it be. It's not going to be the same. No, just leave it be at this point. I mean, uh, with Dragon Ball, it's a little bit different. The dude still lives. Akira Toriyama just... He's kind of done with Dragon Ball at this point. And uh, he gave it away to... Uh, I don't know the author's name, sorry. Uh, and he's been working on it. And Akira still does some things related to Dragon Ball, but not a lot. Uh, I think if the author has passed before it's finished, I think you should just leave it be. Bit, uh, a bit disappointing for those who actually follow the story and actually want an ending, but I think it's a bit disrespectful to just take someone's vision and just mangle it to your own will. Yeah, just imagine imagine if they did that and it would turn out shit. Yeah, that's just... That, 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 then, I would be mad on behalf of other people. And I'm not quickly to get mad on behalf of people. Um. So yeah, that's just... Uh, I, I hope they just leave it at that. Yeah. But, it's, uh, it's, a it's a nice way to close it out. But uh, knowing Japan, they either will be super respectful of this or just keep wanting to rake in money and uh, mess it up. It's really a 50-50. Really strange in Japan. Um, but at least there is a 50-50. I mean, if it would be Western media, we would milk it, probably. <laughs> um, so for the last news bit, Anohana Anniversary Events stage reading to reveal Super Peace Busters Live. Lives uh, 10 years later. I don't know anything about Anohana. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, you don't know anything about Anohana. <laughs> I'm not going to rattle off the entire title. Oh, if it's somewhere in this, then you uh, can probably challenge me to do it. It's, um, uh, yeah, Anohana's uh, one of those A1 animes I actually can uh, appreciate because they didn't mess with anything, I think. It's just a very nice, emotionally charged anime. 
Um, so yeah, this is uh, going to be uh, a stage reading revealing uh, what they do 10 years later. Uh, the event will be held uh, in anime's real-life setting of uh, Chichibu. Isn't that what Shuffle did as well, actually? Like uh, a sequel that's set a few years later? Uh, memories, mm -hmm. I think so, yes. Um, but it's uh, held in Chichibu in Saitama on August 28th. Uh, the official website for the 10th anniversary of uh, Anohana the Flower We Saw That Day anime announced on Saturday that the 10th anniversary event will be held uh, or will feature a stage reading that reveals what happened to the main characters 10 years after the end of the anime. After that Digimon news I kind of get very, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get slightly physically sick hearing the word stage reading. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, this is just a stage reading though, not a play. Mm. So I, I think this will be a bit safer question mark oh this, um, should, this should be easy by the way ano himita hana no name wa bokutachi wa mara shiranai 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 all right i tried yeah that's uh, that's pretty good yeah but i like to mess Recognition. with people i like to mess with people on uh, amq just to <laughs> type out the full name <laughs> instead of using anohana <laughs> just to mess with people just it's like evangelion i use shinseki instead of just evangelion <laughs> Nice. Um, but uh, reading on, original script writer, writer for the anime, Mary uh, Mari Okada, is writing the script for the stage reading. The event will take place on August 28th, and the voice cast will appear in person at the anime real-life setting of Chichibu in Saitama. Uh, which is nice, because, uh, as I said, it's a very emotionally charged anime. So actually putting in the effort to do this reading at the actual place where this anime was portrayed is, I think, very nice. Uh, the event is titled Anahana 10 years after. Fes. Uh, I, I don't know what uh, what I'm, Japan's thing is with the word fes. I don't even know what it means. Probably festival or something. Because Persona 3 also has it in its name. Persona 3 fes. And I only see it portrayed in Japanese media. Maybe I'm stupid. Uh, call back to Anahana Fes, which was held in Chichibu in September 2011. Uh, the 10th anniversary project was announced in March. Ch character designer and chief animation director Masayoshi Tanaka drew an image pictured at right of the main character 10 years later. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of exciting, excited for uh, what this is because I really like character development. Uh, as you probably know, I really like anime involving where the characters actually grow up or get older. Oh yeah, totally. That's also something that I really appreciate and which really gets to show in longer running series. So I'm glad to see that the uh, 11 episode uh, show also gets something like this. Yes, because I, I'm obsessively in love with uh, Gurren Lagann, as you know, and um, that really does that off well, in my opinion. For people like me, I... I really deal poorly with these anime that I know up front are going to be very emotional and like oh, oh, yeah. I, I really struggle to find the energy to get into those. Um, a friend of mine is also still threatening to make me watch Somali. <laughs> Somali and the Forest Spirits, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, but could you run uh, quickly through a spoiler-free uh, take on what Anahana is about? Oh my. Um, that's a bit hard because... Uh, the main, <laughs> it's all, okay. Uh, it's about a, uh, a friend of groups that has drifted apart uh, because of a certain event that happened uh, a few years back, which okay. was the passing of uh, uh, a particular friend in their friend group. And one of the characters uh, uh, can speak with the ghost of this particular character. 
and uh, the entire series is about reconnecting with the people or with the friends that uh, this friend group was and uh, trying to, well, not not much recompense, but uh, reconnect and um, pay forward what uh, she left them with. That sounds very tricky. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one to explain without spoiling the entire plot. No, like I imagine if in that scenario for the characters, if some of somebody you haven't seen in a while just shows up claiming to be talking to <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, but that's the point. He doesn't claim anything. He just tries to reconnect with them because he knows it's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he is aware of how nuts it is. So yeah. he tries to reconnect with these people which have nothing to do with him anymore. There's like one dude that's just very carefree and just would talk with you anyway. But then there's one of the girls that uh, wants to be very popular in school. So she's just kind of like the bitch type. <laughs> the tsundere kind. Uh, the analytical uh, teaching. Uh, the, the very schooly types um, that don't want to be in the same boat with him anymore. Since he is uh, kind of... He kind of became a shut-in after that. And he, uh, he, I don't even think he goes to high school. I mean, he's in high school, but he just doesn't go. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Kind of on his way to becoming a neat. Yeah, pretty much. That does sound really powerful, though. Yes, uh, it is. It is. I really recommend watching it, but just be ready to be a crying little bitch by the end of it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a switch. I just finished fucking Sailor Moon Season 4 and jumped straight <laughs> into Anahana. Yeah, that, that'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really heavy one. Um, but it's one of those that I really uh, appreciate. I mean, on a just general level, I, it's above Violet Evergarden, but it doesn't have the same punching power as Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden was something I took... Uh, quite well for a while and yes <laughs> and then it just piled on yeah oh, oh no episode 10 be very very close to our hearts <laughs> specifically yes. yes but yeah no anahana just has um, uh, the tone of it is really nicely done it's very uh, nicely taught i think um yeah i really think you should watch it I'll may I may give it a chance. Uh, eventually, I always kind of acquiesce because I also acquiesce. I also watched Violet Evergarden. After much urging, I watched Erased, which wasn't even really that bad. No, uh, I mean that isn't even emotionally charged. Just an A one anime. <laughs> oh no, Erased was very uh, uh, stomach churning in places. Oh yeah, but for different reasons. For different reasons, yes, not just you. Ju you usually get angry at the race uh, yes. for the story things. Not particularly. Oh God, she is going to die. <laughs> no. You're you're not uh, going to cry like a little bitch. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you cry like a little bitch for a race, that's fine. But I, uh, if that's because of uh, some fit uh, or some personal experience, goddamn, I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so that's kind of the news for this. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say week, but uh, we're very bad at holding ourselves to that schedule. Um, this has been the news for this irregular space of time. <laughs> yes. Which may be a week, which may be a month, which may be eternity. <laughs> I don't know. We uh, we don't make promises. Um, what games have we been playing? Um, besides the challenge. Besides game. the challenge, of course. Um... Most prominently, I have been getting into uh, Yakuza. Yes, uh, Robin noticed that, actually. Oh. 
Really? Is, does he care? Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, because I inquired about uh, the game you were going to make me play eventually after this episode. And uh, he was just like, oh, it's, so it's a recent game. Let me check his team. So he creeped on your team. He's like, he's playing Yakuza. <laughs> uh, interesting <laughs> ID. Um, yeah, I've been playing Yakuza 0, which is the uh, prequel. Prequel, yes. Uh, because I asked a friend of mine, um, hey, I got this um, Yakuza Kiwami in the Humble Bundle. Um, that's like a remake of the first, right? Is it easier? Uh, what have they done to it? And he said, well, if you're planning to get into that, do Yakuza 0 first. And I'm invested in the story. I really like the story that it's got going on. Yeah. It's uh, interesting because it's very... Uh, it deals with a lot of mature subjects, uh, like Yakuza 0 is largely about uh, uh, real estate businesses creeping into the oh, entertainment yeah, but district. Most of them are, in a certain way. Yeah, they have very mature themes and like this whole political angle with the Yakuza family and the friction between different... Uh, it's uh, a more grown-up Shenmue. Yes, if I, but uh... at the same time, it is shonen as fuck. Yes, it's lovely. I <laughs> That is such a nice... You it can... blends so well together. I think it's Three or four, where you can get a uh, travel tra uh, a trans uh, male uh, prostitute after you. <laughs> He's offering okay. to pay you to have sex with him. Uh, I just, I just the other day I finished a quest uh, where I went. Uh, they have like this one shop um, where you uh, can watch like porn videos, and I went there, and there was this other guy that was insisting that he wanted to watch the same video he's been watching for like days, day after day after day. And the shopkeeper didn't want to let him. And he's like, well, okay, you can watch it, but only if my other clients can watch with you. So I had to watch a porn video with this guy <laughs> in this tiny boot and you just see uh, the main character sit there like buff Yakuza dude and see this little dweeb over his shoulder. <laughs> yes. Uh, and after that, you have to help him find the girl because he wants to confess his uh, undying love to uh, the actress in the video. Yeah. And that kind of... It's so fucking out there. Yeah, I still need to continue with um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, yeah, that was like a strategy game, I believe? Uh, RPG. Oh, Straight yeah. up st uh, classic RPG, and it is lovely in all the ways. <laughs> because um, uh, the most interesting part is how you get classes in that game. Because the dude just says, I want to be a hero! You can now select the hero class. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I really like how it works. And you have also, They're just the class systems are also just very fucking asinine. Like, oh, you have picked a trash. You can now select a trash man <laughs> character trait. That sounds almost this guy I like. It, it, yeah, I, I could agree to that. I do have one complaint in regards uh, to Yakuza, which is the frequency of combat. It feels like every fucking street corner will spawn like a bunch of guys and they chase you all the way to probably the next spawn. Yeah, and I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you have a leveling system in Zero, do uh, you? You get money and you invest that into um, new stat points, but it's very obviously okay. a milestone because it's like... Uh, the first upgrades are basically for free, and then you got one where you need to put a little bit of effort, maybe do four fights, and then you the next upgrade requires 30 million. Yeah. It's really obviously milestone when they want you to pick these up. Fair uh, enough. But you get so many combat encounters, and a lot of the side quests uh, have funny IDs to them, uh, but in execution it's just one dialogue tree and one fight, and then you're done. Yeah, fair. Um... 
have I been playing anything out of the ordinary? Well, I've played a shitload of New Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Yeah, you have for the challenge. I just did it because I'm me. Um, you played a lot of Fallout 3 in New Vegas because of a certain mod. Oh, you described that mod the last time around. Yeah, Tales of the Wastelands. I uh, I enjoy playing that. Um, besides uh, the usual, have I played anything? Well, I tried uh, Magic Pangel, uh, which is... Uh, yeah, I have Graffiti Kingdom, uh, okay. which I wanted to play, but I found out that it is a sequel, and we don't... In Europe, we didn't get... This is a prequel for it, which is Magic Pangel, <laughs> which I tried, but that game just irks me on the technical level. It's really lovely. It's an RPG where you make your own monsters. So, of okay. course, I needed to make offensive monsters because what else can you do? You just draw them yourself and then uh, you can use them in battle. Penis. Penis. <laughs> of course, I made a penis. Um, but uh, it's a uh, stone, paper, scissor uh, kind of idea. If you use shield and I use magic, it reflects. If I use attack, then I break to your barrier. Such and such. So... If you know the strategy, you can win with a level 1 monster from a level 100 monster. So it's kind of frustrating in that regard. But the far more frustrating part is that every load screen takes a fucking minute. <laughs> oh, you go into an area. Oh, you leave an area. Oh, you're going to fight every fucking thing. Oh, you're leaving a fight. Another mi minute long loading screen. And that was never remade for something slightly faster. Nope. And I was playing in a emulator, by the way. Even sped up, it took 30 seconds. Every load screen. And I got just incessantly fed up with it. And I was just like, I like what this game is doing, but I'm not going to play it anymore. <laughs> and I pushed that one away. Um, I don't think I played anything else in the meantime. I've been playing a few smaller things on the site. I tried Hakaniwa Explorers, which was um, marketed to me as an action RPG, um, which is very edgy. Oh, Yes, it's uh, all the monsters are the. Ah, it's like fucking. It's like fucking Moemon. <laughs> like is it like fucking Koma Moemon <laughs> or is it like fucking Moemon? <laughs> <laughs> I need this info, Casper. Uh, it's all the monsters are are uh, girls, uh, cute uh, girls. Uh, boss fights uh, are also just giant women. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's not actual pornographic, but it's very edgy, like an octopus boss that uh, pulls you in a little too close and such. Uh, it, yes. It's. Uh, and I was kind of interested in it, but it's really, really superficial, uh, shallow. There's literally no story. Yeah, fair. Like you get into, you step out of the world, like go explore. Also, beware of my evil twin. <laughs> Yes. And uh, you defeat the evil twin, some, like, the third area. Like, okay, um, that Good. it. Keep exploring. Yeah. There's I've... really no drive, and at one point it got really puzzly, and it's like, well, fuck this noise. I've played some uh, Croiler Sigma on the P uh, PS Vita. Because uh, Vita is that my baby. a bell. Yeah, it's a... How, how do you describe it? It's a tower climbing... Um, uh, rogue light action RPG. <laughs> You go from floor to floor, clearing enemies, and you get items and weapons from them. Is tower climbing actually? No, a... no, no. It's okay. like just literally you go floor by floor, okay. eliminating enemies. Uh, not very interesting. It's just your run of the mill 
Japanese kind of game. A basic indie game. Yeah. Now, I don't. I wouldn't say it's really indie, but it's pretty basic. It's just okay. not sure. Not quite shovelware. Not levels. quite shovelware. <laughs> not quite. Um, that is uh, <laughs> an interesting way to. That's put an it. interesting way to put it. Totally, totally selling me on this. Oh, I'm not trying to sell you on no, it at I all. I didn't assume so. Um. Uh, I just had it in my head that I played another thing and then I think beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful Vita, all right. Uh, I had played something else, but now it just <laughs> it uh, well, it got out of there. Well, I did pop into Utrecht at one point and I got a few of the later Spyro games because I finished ah. uh, the Reignited trilogy. Yes, and I probably got the two worst ones I could have gotten. I got Enter the Dragonfly. Which was the yes. which was the first Spyro game after the PS2. after Insomniac left? Yeah, uh, which uh, had me falling through a surprising amount of platforms and just really missed the flow uh, that made Spyro so great to play. Yeah, the rhythm of play, I really missed that. Uh, but fortunately, there's a glitch that instantly lets you skip to the final boss. Yay! And because you don't have any of the later abilities, somehow the boss fight is adjusted for that, and you only have to fight one face of him. Okay. I don't know how that came to be, but fine. So I finished that. I've uh, finished Matterot Girls, <laughs> Girls Mission on the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, there is no story. There are just cute girls and metabots and action fights. This sounds like Moemon for metabots. <laughs> I, I'm, pr yeah, fair enough. <laughs> It's like Troiler Sigma, but more Japanese, and I don't understand it, and it's just cute girls, and you're fighting wow, with metabots. You, you don't understand metabots. Well, I understand Something metabots. Metabots, but <laughs> metabots related. It's just, most uh, metabots things are Japanese, so I'm just like, well, if, uh, as long as I understand what I have to do, but Metabot Girls mission is very easy. Giant robotl. Robotl. Yes, that, uh, for people that don't know, uh, a robotl in Japanese is actually called a robotl. <laughs> Um, I also picked up um, The Legend of Spyro A New Beginning for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> you fool! <laughs> Which is hilariously simplistic. Yes. With, like the entire game, uh, most of it I think is like two hours long. Um, if al that. Almost all combat can be avoided and if you get stuck in combat it's just enemies that you button mash to death with your basic combo, combo, because using fire or any of the elemental attacks you learn uh, does less damage than just the basic attack. Yeah. But even then, some enemies take 20 hits and there's like row upon row upon rows of them. So it's uh, really an exercise in how much of this game can I avoid. Yes. Everything refills your health, so there's no chance of dying. Ah, uh, glorious. And uh, I think, I think somebody made an oopsie. Oh my. Because if you die in a boss fight, the boss fights are actually the one part of the game that's pretty decent. But if you die in a boss fight, I noticed that on the retry, uh, the boss dies before his health bar is depleted. So I believe that between tries, there is a chance that a glitch occurs where the health, Doesn't you, the damage you inflicted is carried over. Mm, nice. Because I had a boss like 80% dead and then I fucked up. Um, and then I retried and left like few hits. It was like, okay, I'm down. Okay, fine. Works for me. Works. Uh, yeah, so those two were definitely fails, but it was interesting to experience where the Spyro franchise had it after. Um, Actual good developers left. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, as is the destiny for many a platforming uh, mascot. So moving on to challenges then, I suppose. Yes. Um, well, I've been rambling quite a bit about games, so... Uh, yeah, I've not a lot to say. You challenged me to Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. Yes, I'm going to pronounce it every time, the full fucking title, because it's dumb dumb. Um, yeah, I only started playing yesterday because I dreaded just playing a first-person shooter on a console. Mm -hmm. uh, but after actually playing it, I have to say it's pretty decent. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? Yes. The greatest game you've ever played, isn't no. it? Stop right there. <laughs> Cured your depression, didn't it? <laughs> oh, no, it made it worse, buddy. <laughs> no, um, uh, you die very easily. Uh, two hits is enough to just get you down, so you're kind of paranoid about getting hit. Uh, but I like uh, how the aiming is implemented for a first-person shooter on a console. As in, you don't get a crosshair, you just aim it in its general direction, and if it's kind of centered, you hit it. Yep. It auto-aims towards it uh, with the animation, so it's fine. You don't actually get the auto-aim where if you look at something and it moves, it kind of moves with it. It's just that your actual shooting arm kind of goes at where it is, as long as it's kind of centered. Uh, although I have to say, the puzzles got boring after the first 500 fucking push-puzzle puzzle of the same thing. Yeah, Open this gate! Ugh, okay, where's the stick which I need to insert? Okay, now, okay, this enemy wave, just shoot the enemies until the gate is open, move on. Um, the enemy types are kind of fun. Uh, it's a very dark game, but that's to be expected. Um, I enjoyed the movie a lot more. <laughs> but um, from what I've played, I've enjoyed the gunplay. But I have to say, it gets repetitive after literally the first mission. Did you finish it? Nope, not even close. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I do have to say that I, even at the time, uh, there's the bits with King Kong where you have to do a lot of uh, button mashing to push things and uh, yeah. finish enemies. I don't think that would hold up very well for me because I really don't like button mashing. I'm not really good at it either. No, from just from a technical perspective, I like the game, but from gameplay perspective, there's just a little bit too little of anything. <laughs> As in, it kind of get, it, it's really uh, segregated in parts. You either do a puzzle, get through it, shoot an enemy, and just repeat, 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 repeat from what I've played up until now. And it's already got a kind of repetitive by the time I stopped. And I think I just got to, uh, about an hour in. I haven't even seen King Kong yet. So No, no, they keep that boy. They keep that boy hidden. <laughs> I, I've heard him twice, I think. I uh, bought a copy of it myself, so I will be replaying it. I, uh, I may play on a bit further, but if the repetitiveness keeps up, I'm just going to... Uh, hey, there's a stone, I'll tie it around into the river you go. Um, but it's not as bad as I expected it to be. Just like me, Viking Battle, Vikings Battle for Asgard is ruining the percentage of games you finished. <laughs> Fucking sell it. Yeah, well, um, I had uh, a recording setup entirely ready for this game, but I was so fucking stricken with illness most of the time and depression just got in the way where I was like, nah, fuck it, I won't record. I'll just play tomorrow just before the episode. And I did, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I just want to put a one fact out there. Fuck this PC version of this game. Yeah? Yeah, there are two ports <laughs> two of the port. same game. The first one has uh, is just the PS2 version ported over. Mm -hmm. And the second one is more of the 360 version ported over. Uh, the first one 
doesn't work for shit on PC because of the DRM. It literally won't work on anything after, I believe, XP or Windows 7. All right. And the second one, I couldn't get working for the life of me. That should be working. I just couldn't get it to work. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'll play a console version, I suppose. That's just what I want to put out there. Hmm. Interesting um, struggle. So, uh, yeah, I've given you New Vegas. Yeah. Um, Fallout New Vegas, that was interesting for me to play. I played Fallout 3 way back when, and I remember being quite impressed with it. Kind of enjoying it. Um, on red, going back to it, I haven't had as much fun. Uh, but I thought it was alright. Uh, Fallout New Vegas uh, does a lot of things to make it more RPG-like. And I was initially really impressed with that. I actually went back and redid the entire intro with a different character build because I thought, wow, um, I expect for combat, but in this game, utility builds are actually fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I played uh, I played through the entire game. I finished it. I uh, did as much as I could find and one of the DLCs. Uh, but I do have to say that the game started kind of grating over time because it, it does so much so well, but that makes the parts where it kind of Eh. Stumbles uh, a bit harder to get on. Yeah, I remember being very annoyed. I was very specked towards the NCR. And uh, then you went into the strip. And because I did something there, uh, the NCR guys who are being exploited by Vegas were suddenly like, Oh, you fuck with the strip. You fuck with us. Yeah. Play up. I was like, i literally the savior of your faction. Yeah, no, just... Some of the routes are not specked out very nicely. And the NCR is just... A weird one for me because they, they they are very well developed in some parts and very poorly developed in some other parts yeah, and because so the infamy system is uh place related not just faction related you get fucked over if you uh, are not liked on the strip and getting not liked on the strip is kind of hard but you did it anyway <laughs> Uh, but um you can get uh, famous again but you have to know how yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the strategy for that, but I didn't know that at the time. No, precisely. It's a bit of a know-how game. Uh, mm. Little bits of knowledge you uh, get on repeated playthroughs. And that could be well worth it, but I also just ran into a few things that were completely bricked. Uh, I sent you a screenshot at one point uh, where I literally no dialogue option besides the lie. And you mentioned, oh, you must have done that quest wrong. And I'm like, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> I fixed a, a lot, a few quests, especially in the strip, went completely off the rails for me. Um, like there's this one, uh, one quest in a casino uh, where all these guys wear masks and very elaborate suits. Ultralux. And I started exploring around a bit, trying to find if there was a quest there. And at one point, I touched the door. They all aggroed. Yep. They say you can't go in there. <laughs> I missed that actually. <laughs> I just walked out. I fucked with. I fucked with it, and uh, they all went angry at me. And then I just kind of found the quest completely out of order, but my character knew all the plot details about it. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, New Vegas is uh, definitely a game that needs mods to be played well. Uh, a lot better than it usually is, but I didn't want you to... You, uh, well, I, First I am... off, I didn't want to <laughs> have the hassle to uh, let you install mods, because that would be uh, an exercise in frustration. <laughs> Uh, getting you so far as to actually have a good mod uh, playthrough of it that uh, you generally want to uh, uh, experience the game as it is on launch. Yeah. And I might def I'm not excluding the possibility that I might replay it at some point, so that is definitely an option then, because now I've experienced it uh, 
vanilla. Yeah, the, the vanilla game can be a bit borked, but I think they need to uh, press this game out in like in, a, in less than a year. Yeah, really quickly. I think that we feel that the most is in the finales. Yes, in later parts and definitely uh, some of the factions that are very underdeveloped. Yeah, I had the sniper, uh, sniper dude with me, who's... Uh, Boon. Yes. yes. And at one point I went near a town, he's like, hey, that's an NCR, that's uh, a legion town. Yeah. If uh, we go near that, I'm going to murder everyone. And All right, uh, say no more. I was like, oh, okay, that seems like a late game area then. And uh, at one point I went there and there was like six guys and I killed them and hey, I reclaimed the town. It's like, well, this is kind of easy. Uh, oh, so uh, oh, no, 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 that's not late game. Uh, that's uh, with Novak, with the dinosaur. It's close to that. Yeah, if you go yeah. to the east from there. Yeah, it's literally the point that you directly from Novak go there. So that's like a level six, seven area maybe. Yeah, but then my brain kind of clicked and was like, wait, if this was that easy, uh, maybe I can take on Caesar and I just go to Caesar's camp and it's piss easy. Oh yeah, I mean, unless you get swarmed by the power fist, most combat is kind of trivial in the game. You yeah. can play on the hardest difficulty and still kind of trivial. I was like, well, okay, back to Vegas, sort out... <laughs> Fly. <laughs> sort out the business there and it's like okay well this guy seems kind of a big deal this Mr. House fellow and you go there and it's like three robots and you're done yeah it's, it's a bit hard uh, but if I compare that to like the early game because in the early game you're constantly haunted by these assassination squads if you actually made a decision yeah you get these fucking hit squads after you they're super equipped super powerful they don't change I had to literally set up traps like if I knew they were coming, I ran away and I left a trail of mines and then I lay in ambush and they still yeah. had to struggle and then you come to the end game, it's like... Yeah, by that point you have such strong weapons and you are so specked out that it really doesn't matter anymore at that point. Especially if you go sniper build in any uh, uh, kind of way, you just blow people apart. I mean, kind of logical at that point, but... Um, I was impressed with its uh, ventures into RPG mechanics, but I was very disappointed with where it kind of fell. Uh, and you said, well, you told me to experience some of the mods, uh, no, uh, some of the DLC, and I was like, oh man. I <laughs> you picked the worst one. <laughs> I tried Honest Hearts, and I didn't like it, and I was like, oh man, I just kind of want to stand. So I did finish it, I went with the NCR ending, I shot a nuke at the final boss, and then I was done. Yeah, uh, not very bureaucratic of you. You should have talked your way, talked your way out of that one. Uh, I saw him cleave two ranges and I was like, no. <laughs> he up. He uh, first comes to talk to you, but you were like, nope, diplomatic ain't an option anymore. Boop. Yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't talking with this shit brick house. And I was carrying this nuke around that I got since like the boomers. I found a single nuke. And I was like constantly, I'm gonna use this when I get the first big challenge. And I constantly got nothing. And I was like, oh, fuck it then. <laughs> I'll do it here. I'm not going to carry this nuke into the credits. Fair enough. Okay, so um, what are you going to challenge me to now? Um, I have been completely enamored with a um, racing game, uh, which is called Slipstream. I have that? <laughs> you will soon, motherfucker. Oh my. It's a very retro-styled, uh, outrun-like uh, racing game, uh, steeped in very uh, 90s, 80s uh, aesthetics. Okay, I'm, I'm just looking it up. You might be slightly confused because there's also Slipstream 5000, which is a very retro uh, game, which is Let's for the see. DOS. E -e 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 -e, slipstream. 
on GOG. I 100% completed that game. Well, that doesn't look like that would take a long time. No, no, you asked me to go easy on you, so... Uh, well, not easy, but fun. fun. <laughs> uh, this is super fun. This is really nice. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to plague you with another kind of RPG. Okay. I'm going to plague you with... If one thing, <laughs> this better be a fucking RPG I actually own. Y yes. Okay. <laughs> I like looked on your list, so... Not like Fallout New Vegas that I had to buy. I, well, fuck you. Everybody needs to own that game. I don't care what you think. It's Fabled Lost Chapters. Okay, I can do that. Definitely. Oh, nice, actually. For some reason, I was in my car, and I thought, like, man, I... Kinda hoping he would... I kinda hoped that you would give me that. Nice. Because I, I really like Fable. I don't know, I there young. might have been, like, a... A brain premon vibe. A premonition. <laughs> because, uh, the, yeah, I really enjoyed... Uh, Fable as a young lad, a but young uh, lad. Uh, I'm I'm uh, definitely someone who enjoys games for the power trips. I don't like to uh, make a game difficult for myself. Mm -hmm. I like to enjoy my game. So when I was young, I played uh, Fable with a trainer, just max out my stats, be a ridiculous douchebag, then reload and just be the nicest guy under the sun. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, but yeah. I really like the aspects, and of course uh, the meme lord himself, Peter Molyneux. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The promises he made. Not, no, to, be, the, not to be confused with Stephen Molyneux. No. No, I think uh, the uh, Fable is still a very enjoyable game. I just, uh, I too uh, want to do a replay of that uh, at some time, but I saw it in your list and I was like, yeah, you have not completed it, you will. Also, already an idea of uh, what kind of uh, character you're going to be? Uh, probably going to make my standard RPG character, which my cleric... Uh, yep. My cleric, in the sense that uh, wear cleric clothes, but uh, completely murder enemies with a big stick. Ah, okay, so you're going to uh, do a big stick challenge. Big stick. Because you literally start with a big stick. Oh my god. No, uh... <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it's not worth it, but no. it's funny either way. My uh, standard character's uh, weapon is a morning star. It may be in there, I'm not sure. But it's funny either way. And in uh, Fallout New Vegas, it was a spiked bat, I guess, closest. But uh, yeah, I will be, uh, I'll be playing uh, what was it called Slipstream. All right. I'm probably going uh, to be. That's fucking with the say. music. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to uh, make points because I'm more of a car person than you'll ever be. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I might have some uh, little uh, things that I'll want to point out in the next episode okay um so let's move on to the touchy topic i can't really be fucked right now actually i want lunch <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um yeah it, it, then we'll go and uh, get into that next time yes okay fine fine fucking fine <laughs> whatever yes um, well, I hope... Uh, I want bread. <laughs> bread! <laughs> I hope you people enjoyed this episode. This was Patreon uh, with Casper, and I was his uh, hikikimori, I suppose. Yeah, you didn't have to do much for role-playing in that regard. No, I look like one already. You sad fuck. <laughs> the oi! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for joining us again, and uh, we hope to see you again next time, and you may see us again in a bonus episode. Yes. Once we are fat. <laughs> yes. Have a nice day. Have Bye -bye. a nice day.